Um, so this book is written to the Hebrew people that had been facing persecution for their faith. It was written to remind them of Christ's superiority over everybody and everything. We're actually going through Hebrews on Wednesday nights with the youth group right now. Um, and, and, and I don't want to speak to them, but I think they're learning quite a bit about how Jesus is greater than Moses. Jesus is greater than the angels. Jesus is greater than the high priest. And Jesus is the new high priest. Um, so as we, as we read in here, we read that as we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, the cloud of witnesses are all these people who have come before us, who we have to look to as an example of how to live a faithful life for Christ and how to live in a faithful relationship with God. Um, so uh, that's a really important thing for us to realize today. Um, This happens pretty often. So we're given countless examples in the Old Testament of how to live a life of faith. Uh, God is pretty awesome. He doesn't make us scramble. I'm not, I'm not saying don't do this, but He doesn't make us scramble you know, from story to story in the Old Testament. He actually gives it all to us right there in chapter 11. It's pretty nice. It's like, you know, being able to look at all of these people that came before you and, and be able to look and see how they live their lives. I mean, it goes. Um, it's, it's pretty in-depth. I've been watching a lot of sermons about it. It takes most people about five weeks to go through all chapter of So we're, we're in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the Bible gives us a lot of different examples, a lot of different analogies of what the faith is like. Um, you know, we read in 2 Timothy, it says we go into battle. Ephesians tells us we're in a wrestling match against the spiritual powers of the world. First Corinthians, Paul describes his life as a boxing match. That he isn't one who beats in the air, but he strikes his foe. Now, there are references to us being slaves. Galatians 6.12 says that Paul sees himself as a slave of Jesus Christ. Second Timothy describes us as farmers who plant the crop and enjoy the harvest. We're described as the bride of Christ, and he's the bride of My favorite analogy in the entire Bible is that of, of our, our faith in Christ, our relationship with Christ, as being a race. Uh, anybody here running? <coughs> Alright, that's it. Okay, it's Tim. Tim. Alright, well, listen closely. <laughs> I used to be a runner. I don't recommend it. Um, I, I say it like other things, but you know, when I was in high school, I ran cross country. And one of the things that I learned as a runner is that you don't want any kind of extra weight. Tim, would you please stand up? Stand right in the middle here. I want everyone to. He looks fantastic. Hold on, hold on. You're not done. Get the rest. Alright, so you got it. It's pretty awesome. So, right, right. So, Tim, tell me, would you, would you go around there right now? No. Pretend, pretend you're running shoes now. Hold on now. No, why? Way too hot, way too heavy. Well, what are the hat? Not very over there. Nice, nice hat. Okay, well, alright, that thing. The, the, point, the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, as I said, I was a runner. One of the things that we, I mean, I don't know if we cross country is the shorts are tight. And the more than that, the scene, this, 
the ceiling, the ceiling is split all the way up to, to the waistband. So it's it's to make it weigh as little as possible because when you are shedding weight, you go faster. You know? Science problem. <laughs> uh, see, one of the most lightest and streamlined as possible is you, so you can make the run as easy as possible. We read in Hebrews 12, 2, that we are to set aside every weight and sin which brings so tight. Obviously, you know, we are all Christians. We know that we should cast aside all these sins, all these things in our lives that cause us to stumble. But more so than that, I wouldn't say more so than that, but you also read that it really doesn't just say sin. Verse uh, verse 1. Let us also lay aside every weight. What does that mean? What is every weight? Um, there's an endless list of things that we can describe as weights in our lives. Uh, as the youth pastor here in the church, I have just I have had this conversation with the team a lot. Um, and it's one that I need to hear myself as well. But uh, teens have a lot of, of extra weights that weigh them down. Um, not to say that the rest of you don't, but for teens, it's just a lot heavier. Um, there's an endless list of things that can be considered weights. I mean, academics, that, that can be a pretty heavy weight in your life. Uh, sports, sports can be heavy. Uh, social media, I won't go any further than that one. Um, even relationships with your friends, comparing yourself to others. These things can weigh heavy on you, and they can distract you from the important thing, which is to run the race that God set out for you to run. So it's important that we are able to cast these things aside. I act like that's an easy thing to do. It's not. We all know that this is an easy, an easy thing to do. Obviously, you can't not do school. Uh, I mean, I did it once. I took a gap here for the boot camp decade. But I'm back in the movie now, so that's all you know, taking care of itself. But all of these things that aren't even necessarily physical activity, but we can spend too much time focusing on them, when we really should be focusing on our relationship and our walk with Christ. That's what matters in this life. Uh, running is great, um, baseball, softball, whatever, whatever sport you play or participate in, that's awesome, but it's not, you're not taking it with you when you go. What are you taking with you when you go? Your relationship with Christ. That's why it's important to run the race. I'm remembering back in my cross country days that this is going to go to an important part that I don't think is focused on enough. Um, one of the things that I learned, I learned myself when we were out in Wyoming is obviously I had an inkling of this idea, but God's really big. Did you guys know that? He's massive. The Bible tells us that He holds everything together in His hand. And all He has to do is let go and it's gone. Everything's gone. That's, he's massive. Uh, and, and more than that, He's sovereign. He knows everything that's going to happen in each and every one of your lives. He knows what you're all thinking right now. Because he created you. Uh, so when we read that let us run the endurance, or let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. A lot of times people just rush over that it's not a big thing. But the race that is set before us. You know, I bring you back to when I was in high school, I had a cross-country coach, Coach North Ice. Some of you who work with the fortune, I think. Uh, good. Um, I call him Morty. Um, so when I was running cross country, he he 
created a, a course at Alpha Middle School that we ran. And, and when you're creating a cross-country course, you get to set the course for everybody. You get to you know, go through the woods, go around you know, the softball fields. You don't want to have them all too close together because Tim can probably attest to this. Cross-country can be a little violent uh, when you're in the woods and your parents can't see you for a while. It just happens. My sister's up there. She ran too. She would probably say the same. So um, you want to make it, you want to set the course in a way that it's safe for everybody, but it's complicated and difficult for everybody, so they're a challenge. Um, God did the same thing in your life. God set the course. God set your grace. Each and every one of you is going to have a different path in life. But rest in the fact that the God of all creation, the God that created every single thing you've ever interacted with in your entire life, set that course for you because he knows you so well. So, uh, run the race set for you. There's a list of people in chapter 11 to look to as examples of a faithful life for God. But they were human and they made mistakes. So as we read forward, uh, we read that looking to Jesus, the founder and factor of our faith, uh, obviously we wouldn't have Christianity if there was no Christ. That explains that. And perfecter of faith, Christ, unlike those examples we have in chapter 11, and unlike those examples that we have throughout the Old Testament, they were human, they sinned. Christ was human and God. Christ didn't sin. He is the example we should follow. Yes, we should look at these examples as more of a human context of how to live our life and run racism. We should hold Christ in high authority to those people because he ran it perfectly. Um, so there, there, I'm just, uh, there are a couple takeaways I want you all to, to pay close attention to. Uh, first, run your race. Uh, God isn't going to have the same race plan for you uh, that he has for Mary. Or he's not going to have the same race plan for me as he does for Jeff, or Pastor Brad, or Tim, um, or anybody. Uh, it's unique for each and every one of us. You need to run with endurance, remembering that Christ suffered as much and infinitely more than we ever have, which we can think about. Second, it's important that we don't run alone. Alright? I look in this group, I see they're all friends. They're all, they all know each other. It's awesome. It's awesome to watch. Like, I can just sit there and watch them interact. It's fantastic. Um, and it's important for us to realize, yes, we have our own races to run, but we're not in it alone. I see these two right here. They are absolutely inseparable everywhere you go. It's fantastic. It's awesome to see. We've got another group of three who aren't here today, and it's the same thing for them. They are absolutely inseparable. We've got two sisters here that, I mean, sure, they probably get on each other's nerves because they're siblings, but I know that they absolutely love each other, and they, they would do anything for each other. Um, I have my wife. I was going to see that. Your wives are under racism. It's, it's an important thing to have somebody to lead on, because it's not going to be easy. Uh, actually, we're promised that it's not going to be easy. We're going to have our problems, we're going to have our troubles, we're going to have our trials, tribulations, whatever you want to call it. It's not going to be easy, so you need somebody to lead on. You need somebody to encourage you, to exhort you, to love you, to care for you. Um, third, and I think probably most importantly, I'm, I'm not talking to the young people as much as those who are old. I'm not going to say the word old, but older than that. Um, to them, you are the cloud of witnesses. So do well. Run your race with faith.
Run your race in a way that you won't be embarrassed if they see you at the grocery store. Run your race in a way that they can look to you with respect and with love and, and be something that they want to emulate in their own lives. Alright, let's pray. And then you guys can all shuffle out of here if you want. Alright. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being such a big God that, that has control of everything that we do, every single aspect of our lives, Lord. Thank you again. I say this every time I pray. Thank you for another day. You didn't have to give it to us. Without your grace, you did. We know that you're so powerful, you just let go, and everything would be over. But um, because of your grace and your love for us, you don't do that. I pray that as we leave here today, we remember that uh, we each do have our own races to run. We're not in this alone. We're in this all of us together. And we need to be a good example for those coming with us. We're coming and running behind us. Because they're watching. They're watching very closely. Closer than some might know. So, Lord, I pray that you bless the rest of our day. Uh, give, give some courage to the teens as they come up here to, to share with everybody here today what, they, what they've learned. As they say to themselves. Yes. Okay. 
Ma'am? Just just share with everybody who you are over here. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm a sophomore. It's a great uh, questions. Alright, so what is what was your favorite activity on the trip that we that we did? Uh probably the rodeo. Rodeo? You see some hats. It was a really good time. Okay, uh what was your favorite over, overall what was your favorite part of the trip? Oh, probably just uh, joking in the car ride on the way over. This is about a 27 hour. So, we're all not very close, literally. What did God show you? Even during judgment, you can get spoken out of that. Like, the Grand Tetons were formed by the flood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Um, I'm Emma. Uh, I'm in college. So, a lot of grades. <laughs> um, favorite activity? Probably. Probably whiteboard rafting. That was a big one. Um, my overall. Oh, no, the lessons were my favorite. It wasn't really an activity, but. That's why I separated the activity. Okay, the whole part of all the lessons. Yeah, it was incredible. And then I think it was really amazing that like he described to us like the God formed this like the whole story of the like, the Bible in the stars before the Bible was even written. And it's just up there and it's amazing. And um I love seeing how all the teens just like Flock together and just grow so close, and I could see them like eating up the lessons. Like they were just locked in, and it was totally amazing. Like everyone had their notes out and their Bibles, and it was just incredible to see. I'm Mary. I'm in tenth grade, so I'm sophomore. What was your favorite activity? My favorite activity was probably the day hike. Hard, but it was really worth it when we got to the top. And then what's your favorite part? Like, you know, to see the mountains every day, that's cool. Okay, I'll show you a little bit. Yeah, like you were saying, just how huge hands, like, you see the mountains, like, you're just like, wow, God made this. It's crazy. I'm Elizabeth. Um, I'll be a junior in the fall. That's 11th grade. <laughs> Probably whitewater rafting or when we made it to the top of the big hike and there's like that was it. Um seeing all the awesome creation and being able to get closer to everyone you through. That was really really nice. What about show you How awesome and huge he is and how much I did not know about the Bible. I'm Caitlin. I am. No, I'm trying to think how to describe. I'm, I'm going to be dual enrolled, uh, senior, but also freshman. So, 12 and a half. What was your favorite activity on the trip? It's not as fun 
Seeing everyone kind of wander around and just have fun. We were joking around so much, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a lot and just, just kind of showed kind of how much I didn't realize I didn't know. And like when you say big, God is bigger in ways that I didn't imagine or possible. And like uh, I'm Tim. I'm a senior in high school. Yeah, that's all. Favorite activity? Um, it's already been said, but the big hike uh, up to the amphitheater lake, which was just about 10,000 feet of elevation, uh, that was an awesome hike. So, I mean, it was gorgeous. The farther up the mountain you got, you know, the more you saw. Um, you, I'd be hiking and then, like, look over to my left, and I could just see for 40 or 50 miles, probably. Um, and that was just incredible. It was a beautiful day. Um, it was a lot of fun to be up there with the people that I hiked with going up and going down. Um, and it was just, just praising God the whole way for his creation and how beautiful it was and how, how blessed we were to be able to go experience that as a group uh, and as a family to go, to go have fun with. Um, through well, through its creation, also through our odd time, our alone with God time that we did uh, in the car throughout the trip, whether around the way to a mountain or driving around from South Dakota to Wyoming, which is just a bunch of grass. Um, <laughs> our our odd time was just it was really cool because we we dug into God's word and we learned about His sovereignty, um, and He definitely taught me so much more about His power and His grace. Uh, and how just he is. You know, he is so big, yet he, he loves each and every one of us personally. And he knows each and every one of us. Um, you know, as he knows the name of every single star out there. And by the way, Pastor John Landis said there are lots of stars. <laughs> so he knows all of us. My name, he knows who we are. Uh, he knows you know, our, our lives, what our path is. And that was just awesome to be out there in such a big creation. You know, as I'm standing at the top of that mountain, that amphitheater lake, looking for miles, you know, just taking it all in, just breath, it was breathtaking. I thought, you know, God made all this. This is his judgment, yet he still loves me, and he still loves every single one of us here. Um, and it was just awesome to know, and to read about, and to, to reflect on, and to read, and pray about, and just know that God, God loves me, and he sees me. Um, my name is Emily, and I'm going to be in this group. Um, either the Appalachian hike, when we all jump in the lake, <laughs> or the big hike. Um, we're just getting to spend time with everyone. Like everyone has been, say been saying, just how absolutely massive he is, and that this God who created so much and controls so much still cares for each and every one of us when we're eating. <laughs> I'm Emily, and I'm going to be a junior in the fall. Probably the hiking. Both hikes were absolutely beautiful, and that was definitely fun to go in the lake. 
It just shows how she she couldn't step out of the grocery. It just shows how great this cycle is. That's pretty awesome. Uh, what was your favorite part of it all? I gained the lessons. Can you, uh, what, what can I show you out of the lesson? Not just the lesson, but over, overall, everything that we did. How does your praise feels? You didn't know what else that can make those mountains or the beauty of it all just it shows that me that I need to give him all the praise. I mean, there's no one else that deserves it. What are you going to say?
I have weights and I'm doing my best to do the race the best I can and just having that day for just bring a little close. Okay, yeah. The weights are there, I can do them by the morning, I can do them. Uh, my name's Tim, I know most of you. Um, if I do the math, I think I'm in 48th grade. Which means, <laughs> <laughs> which means I'm a grandma. Uh, so that's, that's, that's an awesome thing. I enjoyed that part of the journey too. But uh, I'm extremely honored and blessed to be invited to come on this trip, and it was fantastic. Um, so many highlights, so many favorites uh, of, of this. I really did enjoy, uh, if, if you didn't explain it further, the on time along with God was 45 minutes of silence in three bands full of eating. That's <laughs> and, uh, and we all dug into God's Word, studying His sovereignty before we studied His creation in um, such in-depth teaching with God and um, an expanded version of what Pastor Brad's doing through our walk through Genesis. And so, uh, and then to be able to walk out into God's judgment and, and see the beauty that He designed behind it. Uh, hiking to uh, an elevation of 8,000 or more feet above sea level to discover fossilized coral and trilobites and other things that are only in, in the seabed are up there. You go, hmm. you know, there's some evidence around us that really point to God's uh, word being true rather than all of these things that we're supposed to be believing as cultural good. So it was um, just to be there present physically seeing what God has laid out before us that is very obvious in that the verse that, that says something like we are without excuse because so much revelation is around us, we were walking in it and hiking it and seeing it. The wildlife was amazing to have buffalo standing next to your truck, um, and moose and elk and uh, bear. Uh, oh, one, one highlight for me. <laughs> One other highlight was oh, not hitting the grizzly bear the first time I drove into the season. And much like what was expressed here, uh, what, what God continually impressed upon me is, is the love for in that study, engaging his word intellectually and, and asking for more, because there's so much more. If you just you just dig and there's more, and he takes some more, and God says, okay, I'm going to reveal another truth, another big thing about how absolutely enormous he is. It was really good to be in big country. The sky is blue, the air is clear, and, and there's just so much to see over every peak and every mountain and every river and, and, and so on. But then realizing how imminent he is, how interested he is in the very nuances, the minutiae of our lives, because He's created every day. He holds in his hands, and the very breath we breathe is because God allows it to happen. He's sovereign over the universe, and he's sovereign over each individual life. And uh, so I was impressed again by that. Also impressed with an absolutely awesome group of, of teenagers. As they grew and they in God's word, I, I, I watched them want more, and uh, it was really refreshing to be with you guys. So. Thanks for letting me hold my hand. Was there another point or not? Okay. Who missed the hand? Oh. I'm Hannah. I'm, I guess, still a freshman in college. Technically. Um, 
Well, there was a group of us that weren't able to go on the second hike, the bigger hike, and so we decided to all file into a van and just drive around the mountain to Idaho. And, <laughs> and we got ice cream, and we kind of just got to hang out, and it was really cool just, just chilling. We went to shops, we, we got to walk around a little bit. That was really fun. Bless the rest of our day today, Lord, as you see. 